Because, like, it's a thing. Like, when you go to, if you're with an Asian family and you're all trying to figure out who pays the bill, people will fight over who's going to pay. Because you'll be like, hey, I am, I am stacked. I am doing well in my life. I can, I can provide. And it's like, okay, sure. I'm your host, Dee Dee Madigan, and you're listening to another episode of Home Plates. Be sure to subscribe to Home Plates. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. This week, I'm joined by Christine from the podcast Pillow Talk to talk all about Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year starts this Thursday on the 15th, and it will last for 15 days. So if you've been craving some Chinese food, head on out to Din Tai Fung, or maybe the closest Panda Express, and celebrate the Lunar New Year. Or you can do what my roommates are doing and make their roommate cook them Chinese food. Just kidding. I volunteered. And it's going to be one fun night. Stay tuned. This is another episode of Home Plates. Welcome to another episode of Home Plates. This is going to be a Chinese New Year special edition episode. And with me here in the studio is Christine, who you may have heard on her own podcast. Uh, Christine, you want to introduce yourself? Get yeah. a little plug. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I am Christine. I run the sex and dating podcast called Pillow Talk. I'm also the producer of most of our podcasts. I'm the editor here, so woo. Be sure to check out Christine's podcast yeah, after you listen to this one. I'm having Christine on my show because you celebrate Chinese New Year. Yes, I do. It would be weird if you didn't and mm. I asked you to come on the show and talk about it. But uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, your background in celebrating Chinese New Year? And um, you mentioned in the holiday episode how your mom's Chinese. Yes. Right? But your dad isn't. So you want to just talk about growing up and uh, celebrating Chinese New Year? Yeah, sure. So... Chinese New Year is a it's a really food oriented holiday. It's also more interesting because it's technically like a month long. So the first day is going to be the eve is going to be next Thursday, and so on the eve you go out and you go with your family and you celebrate. You go to a nice dinner. You go. To, you never really eat at home. I've noticed that. And it's not just me. Like other families don't eat at home. You go out to a restaurant and you order really nice food and things like that. And my dad's always been really enthusiastic about it, which is great. We've always like had to throw in a few like dad foods like. <laughs> sweet and like sweet and sour chicken like things like that just like appease him because like not every not everything is to his taste he's like he's god bless him's been getting used to it for the past like 20 something years but still got thrown like like the easy ones to make him you know more comfortable during dinner so yeah um you celebrate on the eve there's certain food things that you eat throughout the month too i don't really understand it but they're really mochi based i've noticed so they're um they're these like hot breakfast soups that you eat in the morning you, my grandma will like call me like, have you eaten yet? Have you eaten the food yet? I'm like, yeah, grandma, I got you. Like, I'm gonna do it, because like being like being raised by a um white mo- by a white dad and an Asian mom. Like, I, of course, I still celebrate Chinese New Year, but every once in a while, like, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't take it nearly as seriously as some of the, uh, my older relatives do. But yeah, so you eat at the beginning and then you have a smaller dinner at the end of the month. It's not nearly as large as the beginning of the month. Um, but it's just to, like end the month basically. Just like stop, like like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, can you talk about the significance, I guess? I mean, obviously it says it in the title, Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. It's like the Chinese New Year, but um, I guess a little bit. It's because it's also uh, 
referred to as the spring festival yeah it's it's weird um i don't really know how to put it so in the winter we have a winter solstice festival and i feel like with chinese new year it's the marking of the end of the winter solstice and you're moving you're moving forward like you said spring so the idea of spring this you know it's a universal concept it's idea of starting over having like rebirth almost and so a certain a lot of the foods that you eat are geared towards having a good year essentially a lucky year a healthy year so whenever you hear people like greeting each other the, you always say that you always see the certain things like oh gongshi fatai xin yan kuala like oh like a good year things like that and you like wish them good good wealth good health good luck things like that and so is this idea of rebirth i don't know if any of the foods are necessarily like geared towards the idea of like starting over but a lot of them are just like you know having a good year so you always like you, you always have like a, like a noodley based thing like you always have some you always have noodles like that's for sure because like with noodles this is really weird interesting um so the noodles are really long you have these long strands and you never want to break them in half like when you cook them you never snap them in half because the idea of snapping a noodle in half is like ending someone's life early it's a really weird idea <laughs> my, like my, when my mom cooks like around Chinese new year like the noodles have to stay long you never snap them or shorten them you just keep them long bad juju if you break them <laughs> You have orange slices, you have sweet things. So at the end of the dinner, this is a really common dessert. The restaurant always bring you out these hot soups. Um, they're, they're sweet soups. I feel like with American desserts, you have cakes and really like really sugary things, but with Asian desserts, it's more subtle. So you have these sweet soups. They're either a red bean soup, which is it's like a red bean broth, and it's it's a sweet dessert. Red bean is pretty sweet on its own. They add a little more sugar to it. This is one that's more uncommon. You take coconut milk, and then you put in the really tiny tapioca balls. Like So you have like boba, which is the larger black ones, but you have even smaller ones. They're the ones that you see in like tapioca pudding, the really tiny pearls. Mm. So they put that into the soup and they put like taro. It's a really sweet tropical flavor. It's really good. And so they serve it at the end of the meal and it's like having like, this is like the idea of like a sweet year. Like it's the closest I can translate it yeah. to. So like that's like one way to represent it. Yeah, there's like a lot of symbolism, I feel like. <laughs> All with of the Chinese traditions. Food, with Chinese food, there's so much symbolism. Like, you never eat crab on your birthday. If it's your birthday, you don't eat crab because crabs are considered busy animals. <laughs> and so the idea is, like, you don't want to have, like, a chaotic or busy year. You want to have, like, a good call, like, like a good year. So you never eat crab on your birthday because it's bad luck. Those are some of the examples. Chinese, like, a lot of superstition around food. It's really interesting. I have to go back to, like, the red bean desserts because mm-hmm. I feel like I love red bean yep. paste. And, like, any dessert that has red bean paste, I'm like, You're let down me have for it. it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like it's definitely, like, for people who haven't had red bean paste, they're just, like, a I think bean. Like, that's like, weird. It's like a bean. Like, oh, like, I don't want to eat chili in a dessert. Like, it's a really, it's hard to explain to people. And I know the texture is off-putting because it's slightly more granule texture when you, when they're mashed down. It's just adapting to it, I guess. I feel like with dessert, like dessert can be sweet, but when you add too much sugar, you can't actually understand the flavors to it, which is really good with red bean because there's less sugar in it, and it's a really complex flavor, actually, in that you get to understand it and really appreciate the food. Like you were saying, like how it's like not rich and mm-hmm. overpowering like American desserts. Mm-hmm. It's just sweet enough that like, you know, you get that flavor, but it's Definitely. like, I feel like I could eat a lot of red bean pastries if I wanted, whereas yeah. like, I'm not going to eat like five chocolate cupcakes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert that has red bean paste oh in my it. favorite dessert oh yeah. no no okay so there is one i really like you can find them at, like dintai feng like this is like easy to get to it's basically like 
you take um it's like a small steamed dumpling like a shalom bao like instead of pork though you just have red bean in them Dintai Feng serves them they have a red bean one and a taro one those are my favorites mm. I don't like I don't know why they're really warm and I enjoy it so much with the soup I enjoy the soup that they serve at the end of the dinners but I prefer not to have beans in it I'm weird that way I prefer to have a paste rather than to have the actual beans in my dessert so the paste appeals to me and like they're like steamed they're warm there's like they're so mm. happy like I, I love them so much the buns are so good because mm-hmm. they're just warm and fluffy yeah and, like, definitely it's just it's so good i last summer i made red bean paste because i wanted to like know how that was done and it was like really interesting because it's a different kind of bean Mm -hmm. and then you just like add sugar and like boil it and mash it up Mm -hmm. actually pretty simple but yeah the one's hard to make it's like mochi based desserts Mm. the um the glutinous rice it's so hard to get right and like this it families have their traditions they pass it down like that's it you don't change it they got their methods and you you just buy their products and it's fantastic usually <laughs> you mentioned the noodles mm-hmm. that are symbolic for the chinese new year dinner are there any other foods that are symbolic and important to have at a meal I don't know necessarily symbolic. These are just like really common foods that you'll have. You always have like a, you have these really big elaborate um, meat-based dishes, I would say. So you always have like Peking duck. So like that's the one where you have the little clamshell buns. They're like little white fluffy buns that are shaped like clams. You split them open, you put in your smoked duck, you put in like plum sauce and you put in like, it's like a vegetable. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what the vegetable actually is. It's, it's similar to cilantro. It has a bite to it when you mm. eat it, but it's a short, stiff green vegetable. I have no idea. I will never know what it's called, but it's delicious. You make a little sandwich out of it. For those who don't know, Peking ducks, like Beijing duck, like that idea. We always order it. It's like a nice centerpiece for food. We also always order, like, I don't know why. You don't eat crab on your birthday? We always order crab on Chinese New Year. I will not understand it. It's like, do you want a busy year? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> but we still order duck, uh, crab, and the crab is not steamed. It's They split it up and they deep fry it, so they put like a, like a nice coating on it. They're not soft shell crabs. You don't eat the shell, but they're red dungeon crabs they put like flour coating on the deep fry it and like the flavor gets inside the crab and it's so good and like it's just fantastic it's really messy though so like (laughs) you have to have so many napkins around you we always order like more simple things because my grandmother remarried as well and so she has a caucasian husband so like my mom married white my grandma remarried white so we had to throw in a few like easy dishes like i said like sweet and sour pork or something like that always throw in a fried rice like just go in there like there you go (laughs) And then the, uh, what's it called? The walnut shrimp? Oh, yeah, about. like it, the honey walnut yeah, shrimp. Yeah, that stuff, it's really, it's a little bit sweet. It's on the sweet side for me, but it's still really good. It's really good. It's really good. It's like, so you have these shrimps. They're, I don't know what the coating is. It's like a white sweet coating. I feel like it's like almost like there's mayo in it. Yeah, it's like, like, like it's, sweet. It's like the sweet mayo that you get yeah. in like Japanese uh, restaurants. Like it's, it sounds weird. It's really good though. And they have the candied walnuts on it. It's the whole dish is fantastic. Oh, God. Now I'm like blinking. Hot and sour soups are always Big. You have a soup as an appetizer, and then you have the dessert soup at the end. What about dumplings? Dumplings? Well, you don't normally order dumplings at dinner. Dumplings are like a dim sum idea, so more of a breakfast food. Yeah, so like, I don't know, my family and I, my mom and I, we get dim sum a lot during Chinese New Year, just like, because like also... It's like, hey, mom, let's go do something. So, like, we go, we go get, get dim sum at the, what's it called? It's called the Jade. Jade Garden? Jade Garden, yeah. It's yep. the one, yeah, in Chinatown. It's cool. They have more authentic things. Also, some of the waitresses, like, speak my, like, native dialect. So, that's, like, oh, that's chill, too. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, we, that's where we get our steamed dumplings there. Jay Garden is my go-to, mm-hmm. but I actually went to Harbor City, like, their rival. Like, really? literally across the street. 
and it's actually pretty good. I okay. was surprised. They have like a few different dishes that mm-hmm. you can't get at Jay Garden. Oh no, I'm honestly would be okay with going whatever line is shortest because yeah. I feel like they're both. Jay Garden, it gets packed on the weekends. If you go there, oh, like my gosh. You, you wait in line for 20 minutes, you're gonna do it. It's like you have to like really commit. It, it's like you know you gotta like fight your way to the front, mm-hmm. like and be like give your name, and then you gotta make sure that they don't skip you yeah, and definitely. you don't walk out because if you walk out and they call your name, you're like SOL. There's, there's gonna keep on moving. Yeah. 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 And then also like you're gonna get you're gonna smash like three other different families at one like one table. No big deal. Everyone's there just to eat and then get out yeah. and enjoy it. Like that's the that's the plan. It's a very efficient, like I love it. It's you, an experience. It definitely is. And they have this really good dessert there. I used to get there get it when I was a kid all the time. Asians love jello. Let's put that like they we love our jello. We do. We put it in like various things. And there's a mango like a there's like a creamy mango jello almost. And they put it to a mold and it's shaped like a little koi fish. It's really cute. And they would pour cond- a sweet condensed milk over that. It's really good. So always get as a kid. I have not seen it for a few years. Yeah, I was I'm, gonna say. I wanna, I'm waiting for it to come back. You should make a request. It's gonna yeah. I think I, I think I just have to order it. I don't think they bring it out as much because okay. like not meant not that many people pick it up. But next time definitely. <laughs> Let's then talk about some of the celebrations around Chinese oh, yeah, New definitely. Year. So some of the things that you do and like uh, this weekend, the International District is having their own mm-hmm. um, celebration and stuff and they have the lion dance. Talk about that, I guess. A bit. Yeah. So the one that's more personal to my family is the one that's the day before the New Year's Eve. And so that'll be this Wednesday. I'm going to go home with my family and the house is going to be scrubbed clean. And there'll be incense hanging outside the door and it's a celebration to honor your ancestors that passed away so it's really interesting you set up an entire table and you decorate the placemats with wine and you get foods you get a lot of fruits like fruits are such a big deal citrusy fruits and then you have your wines you have these sweet sticky rice cakes like take a rice cake and then make it like a foot in diameter like they're huge and they're really good you warm them up you serve them they're really soft and pulley and gooey and they're fantastic you have lots of fish um, roasted meats and things like that and so you make an entire dinner and you don't eat and so what you do is you go out and you buy you burn you buy this fake money from uh, you buy them from temples it's more of a buddhist celebration i believe so my grandfather passed away buddhist my mom and my grandmother converted and so they'll go out and they'll burn this symbolic money that they get from temples and it's to basically replenish your ancestors wealth in the afterlife and so the idea to like to send them off with lots of wealth and money and things like that and so this idea of the celebration is every once in a year your ancestors come by and then they enjoy the food they smell the food they pick up their money and they go back that's the idea behind it and then once the celebration's over then you get to eat basically so then you have have to like cleanse the food symbolically so like you run it over heat and things like that to like cleanse the food symbolically so you cleanse the food and then you get to sit down and enjoy it as well so it's a very calm it's a very peaceful tradition it's a very uncommon one because it's celebrated by really old families i believe in the afterlife and things like that it's it's more superstitious based i guess it's just a really old tradition my family still does it because we come it's a really old family in china so we do it and my i'm sure my family back home does it as well things like that and so we do it on the on the eve by the eve eve what do you call an eve eve i think the, the, eve, day. Eve. I mean, <laughs> the day before the eve yeah so that's what we do and then another celebration is like you buy these things called tangyuan. So it's a glutinous rice ball. And they have either like a black sesame filling. These things have a red bean filling. They also have like a nutty peanut buttery flavored filling. And so you buy them. They come in frozen packages. You get them in any super Asian supermarket. And these like little white balls. And then you just cook them in water. And then you eat them as is. So like, you, yeah, you, so you boil them till they're soft. And then you pull them out of the water. And you just eat them with like a, like, like a ceramic spoon. And they're, they're breakfast food. I think they bring luck. I don't understand them. I just know you eat them. Like, it is required that you eat them. 
that's what my grandma calls me. She calls me like, have you eaten your rice balls? I'm like, yes, grandma, I ate my rice balls. <laughs> so like you always eat them. I think it's the day after, the first day of, like, the actual day of the New Year you eat them. I'm not sure about that one, though. Okay. So that's another celebration. Of course, the idea of giving lucky money. I will cash in my money this Thursday, get my, I don't know, allowance. I don't know. You, yeah, I just get my lucky money <laughs> from my family. They come little red, red envelopes. You always put them underneath your pillow. As that's how it is at my household. You put them underneath your pillow or your mom slept them in there overnight. And you have, like, other lucky stuff. Like, you have a little goodie bag. And so the goodie bag will have peanuts. Peanuts are really lucky. I don't know why. Peanuts? super lucky there's always peanuts to snacks all over the house especially during Chinese New Year like just peanuts like in every little corner <laughs> packages of them so you have you have a little goodie bag it's got chocolates sweets chocolates some hard candies that have like little Chinese New Year wrappers on them and peanuts things like that idea of bringing luck so like you have your little you have your money and you have your little gift bag or goodie bag you're going to start the new year well it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a lit year like that's the idea so how can you not have a lit year when you get money from your parents i know for, like it's a like, holiday like okay my favorite time of the year is from november to now to february okay. <laughs> thanksgiving is my favorite holiday i love to eat thanksgiving dinner but have thanksgiving then you get christmas christmas is great you have celebrate you have like money also if you're if you're jewish you have hanukkah so you have, you have just hanukkah and christmas those are fantastic and then you have the new year and it's chinese new year and you get more money and it's just like a great like four-year bout or four four-month bout it's fantastic i, I love that tradition especially because it's not something like oh it's encouraged that you give your kids lucky money it's like part of the deal you no, know like, the yeah, holiday you do it and even like <laughs> family friends will give you lucky money and things like that I have this feeling it's to show off how wealthy you are. Like, hey, I can provide for y'all. Because, like, it's a thing. Like, when you go to, if you're with an Asian family and you're all trying to figure out who pays the bill, people will fight over who's going to pay. Because you'll be like, hey, I am I am stacked. I am doing well in my life. I can I can provide. And it's like, okay, sure. So, like, I don't really understand it because I don't have the same feeling about it as my mom. But I'll watch my mom just wrestle over a check with her her old girlfriends. I'm just like, damn, mom, like, oh, my God. Just let them, let them have the check. But, like, no, she's got to provide. So that's always a really interesting concept. So, like, family friends want to show that, they, that they're doing well. They want to wish you luck. It's like, yeah, it's to be generous, but it's also for them to, like, make sure, like, yeah, I'm good in my place in life. <laughs> really interesting concept. Uh-huh. Have you ever, do you usually or kind of avoid the International District for Chinese? I actually do. I, not my thing. It's over-commercialized now. So I go down. I used to go there when I was little. I'd watch a line dance, but now it's just, you go down there, not that many. Chinese people, just to put it out there, let's be honest. It's not that many Chinese people, more people are there to understand the culture. Good for them. Yeah, so you go down there and I'm just like, you know, not my thing. I'd rather just go home, see my grandma, hang out with them, do that, eat food in private. I don't need to like sit there and feel stressed downtown. I just need to like, be relaxed and eating food. That's all I need. I remember going downtown when I was a kid to mm -hmm. watch the lion dance, and I got absolutely terrified by, you know, like, the, the laughing Buddha or whatever, yeah, yeah. who, like, his whole deal was, like, he, like, awakens the dragon or mm -hmm. whatever, the firecrackers, and I was just terrified, because he wears this mask that's, like, his face is pink, and his, like, hair yes. is blue, Yes. and so, and he's just, like, out there just, like, you know, making this lion, like, go all over the place, and I, I was, like, really young but mm -hmm. I cried and my parents were like never doing this again so yeah. <laughs> I don't know maybe like I'll drag some like daily people down there and make because like we we overwork ourselves so like the ed I'll drag some editors and like hey check this out we'll see I'll see what I do because like I don't know you could take them to dim sum I could take them to dim sum like I'm a that would be fun I've been craving hot pot for so long you could go to hot pot. You could do both. That's that would the, might be overwhelming, you know, but it's at a the same lot. Time, it's a lot amazing. of money. It's a lot of food, but it would be fantastic. Worth it. 
every single week, I'm like, hey, Josh. Josh is our sports editor. We're getting hot pot. He's like, sounds good. Then we're busy. This Saturday, we're actually getting hot pot. I'm going to make him <laughs> get, get me hot pot. We are going to do it. Where do you go to hot pot? There's a new place that is opened up next to Wachamaya. It's basically called like Little Sheep, okay. something like that. Hot pot's really cool. It's a very Shanghai-esque food. We have a lot in Shanghai. That's the city that I'm from. So hot pot is this idea you have this big bowl of soup and the soup is sitting on a stove and it's boiling the entire evening and you throw in various raw meats and vegetables, noodles, all sorts of things and cooks, you pull them out, things like that. And you have like dipping sauces on the side. I love hot pot. My mom loves hot pot. We When I go back home, we eat hot pot so much. We have our own pot like we are obsessed <laughs> about it that's what we grew up with it's just a very shanghai food you, that's what you did back then you always like that's what you did on the weekends you grabbed all your friends and you went and got hot pot and, and you waited for like the this is really interesting in really old china they didn't change out the soup each time so like if you think about it not super hygienic but you waited till the very end because you knew like at the very end that soup is gonna be so rich and so good and so my grandpa used to always wait like at the very end of the line like he keep pushing <laughs> people in front of him just to get that last bowl of soup because he knew it was gonna be so so good at the end so <laughs> i have not been to hot pot before so it's definitely on oh my list oh my god do hot pot so in down chinatown so you have little sheep and so that's across the street from wajamaya so it's on the corner that has the bookstore so you, yeah you find the bookstore and then it's then you go outside then you have oasis the bubble tea place across the street from oasis is shanghai garden on the other corner, the third corner is <laughs> Little Sheep. So you have four corners, and Little Sheep's the third corner. Okay. That's how you figure it out. And then there's Boiling Point, which is attached to Wajamaya, but not. Okay. That makes sense. It's on, like, the same first floor, but you oh, yeah. enter it. You cannot access Wajamaya, but you can access the okay. restaurant. And so all my friends love Boiling Point, and I've never been there. That's on my to-do list, yeah. as well as, like... 100 other restaurants that I'm like biased about Little Sheep because like it's a big company in China and they make oh. hot pot bases like you can buy them from you can buy oh, the hot pot cool. base from Wajamaya and do it at home so like they're a huge like really good company and it is slightly more commercialized I guess but th this is the first one I've seen here in Seattle and I'm just like I'll do it let's go let's go <laughs> we're good <laughs> so one of the things that Chinese like well, one of the stories I guess that has to do with Chinese New Year is like the whole Zodiac uh, uh -huh. thing do you want to go into that? I can talk about Tell it. Tell the story. I don't least... know the stories as well as I want to say. This year is the year of the dog. Yes. I remember this, I remind my dad because he's a year of the dog. And he's like, <laughs> what year is my dad's year year? Like, you're 60 now. Remember? Like, oh, right, right. Because it's a 12 year cycle. Um, I don't really know the stories. I do know, like, characteristics of the, of the Zodiacs. Uh, monkeys are, like, really smart, and rats are also really intelligent, but they're shrewd. Like, literally, like, like you hear, like, the word shrewd attached to rats, and, like, it comes from, like, the idea of, like, being really sharp and, like, I don't know how to put it, but this idea of, like, being really, like, clever and sharp. Uh, I'm a tiger. Tigers are really flamboyant. They're supposed to be super lucky, kind of a proud animal, things like that. I don't know what dogs are. I was reading up on like the year of the dog and stuff. The main thing they were like, it makes sense, like loyal. They're like very loyal yeah. people, you know. But uh, obedient on there too. What? Obedient, I guess. Like yeah. Okay. I think like you know they're compatible, just like kind of happy-go-lucky mm -hmm. people or whatever. Okay. Seem very positive attributes. Cause I do know this. Dogs are supposed to be married to tigers. <laughs> I'm I'm being serious. The most like if like you know like normal horoscopes are like what horoscope is most compatible. Same thing with zodiacs. Like there's always a zodiac that's most compatible, and supposedly tigers and dogs are the most compatible. So like 
if you're a dog, hey, go find some tigers. That is born in 1998, if you're curious. Maybe you should attend a Chinese New Year function, find some dogs. And Me? Yeah, you yeah. Can... You know what? Maybe we'll make an episode about it. Next Pill Talk <laughs> episode. Hey, can tigers find dogs? Like, just go out there and, like, do, like, quick dating. Are you a dog? Yeah, there should be, like, a speed dating event around Chinese New Year. Hold on. Be like, oh, you're the dog. How many years older? That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to do the math right now. I'm pretty sure it's five years. Yeah. Because I'm 19, and my next Zodiac is when I'm 24, because it's every 12 years, <laughs> which means it's a five-year difference. Okay, uh, five that's, years. That's doable. It's doable. You're at different stages of your lives, I'd be dating a I think, 24-year-old, yeah. But, you know, possible. Interesting. Interesting. I, I have looked, I have done on Tinder the most, as a social experiment for my podcast, I had, t- I, put, I did Tinder gold to see who was swiping right on me, and a lot of them were much older men. I feel like you should do like a Tinder experiment involved with like, are you a year of the dog? Swipe right on you know like what? just like you message like a bunch of dudes and like, are you year of the dog? I'm gonna, yes, let's go. Like, you know, I'm gonna open my dating profile. It's set to 23 years old. Okay, Let me bump up to 24 and see what happens. Okay, okay. I think I think that would be an interesting. Is it true? Are these compatibility like things from the zodiac or true? You got to get to the bottom of it. Okay, so <laughs> back back to back, food. Back to food, back to Chinese New Year. I reviewed the the zodiac story, which right. I felt like it might be fun to share because yeah, um, let's go for there's it. like a bunch of different versions basically that I found as most myths, tales, legends go. Mm-hmm. So basically, a long, long time ago, um, I'll give you the very abbreviated version. Sounds An good. emperor was like, "Hey, I need 12 animals to fill out my zodiac. He wanted to make a zodiac, and he needed 12 things to represent, and he was like, I want animals. So he was like, I'm going to have this race that uh, any animal can sign up for, and the first 12 that cross the finish line, in the order, like, that they finish, they will be that month in the calendar, like, the zodiac. And so basically, basically what happens, so they, like, do this race or whatever, and one of the main things in the story is, like, there's, like, a stream, like, a river that these animals have to cross, which, mm-hmm. like, depending on which animal it is, like, really affects them. Yeah. So uh, the first to finish is the rat, and the story behind it just explains the relationship of cats and rats. Basically, uh, the rat was like, hey, cat, you're my best friend. We should do this together. And the cat's like, oh, sick, dude. Like, let's do it. Like, we're going to finish together. We'd right next to each other in the Zodiac. The rat's like, cool, cool, man. And so the cat's like, hey, you want to, like, register me? Like, you know, and the rat's like, okay, cool. And he's like, I usually, the cat's like, I sleep through, like, everything. Can you wake me up in time for the race tomorrow? Oh, my God. And, and the rat was like, yeah, dude, of course, I got you back. We're best friends. Friends. And so, and somehow an ox g- comes through. G- yeah, guess what? Rat forgets to wake up cat, and so cat like is out for the count. And then the rat's like, I can't swim across a river, so he's like, I'm gonna hitch a ride with the ox. And so he like just jumps on the ox's like back. And some of the versions I read, he like sang to the ox to like soothe him. Interesting. Let me soothe this big, yeah. big animal. I'm going to tame this ox for my own use. And then other ones, he just like jumped on and like the ox was like too dumb to notice. Yeah. And then uh, they cross the river and the ox like, 
oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna be first and that's like jk jk and like <laughs> jumps off and like runs ahead oh my god so shrewd uh, rats like they're clever yeah so basically the rat just like schemed its way to first mm-hmm. place and then there's like a bunch of other stories that kind of go with how each of the other animals finished like for the dragon apparently he like finished like third not first and it's not first hold on so it goes think, rat then ox then tiger i think it's fifth hold on i'm thinking he's he's somewhere in the middle yeah so because it's rat ox tiger rabbit a dog is second to last i know that's because yeah. pig is last yeah <laughs> the story behind pig being last was literally like yeah pig pig was eating too much and he just like didn't finish and so everyone thought it was over and then pig came across the finish line and then for asked him why are you last pig and the pig was like i just got so busy i was just so busy eating you know i just i was like you know just enjoying my food yeah all right pig i feel you but um yeah the dragon like finished fifth and then for was like why did you finish fifth you can like fly (laughs) and the dragon was like oh, I'm so honorable, and I help these people out on my way here, and I, you know, just had to help these villagers out with the problem or whatever, and then for it's like, oh, you're so good, dragon. Mm, mm. But uh, if you want more of those kinds of stories, you can Google it yourself. Yep. But sneak preview of uh, the Zodiac. Zodiac story. 101. Zodiac 101. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, like, a fun story that, like, I feel like. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Aim towards kids, but, uh, you know, tell it on this podcast, too. Where does your family go for your guys' Chinese New Year? Do you know where, ninth, where Ranch 99 is? The one near Linwood? Edmonds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I do. There's, a, there's an Asian restaurant attached to it. Yeah, wait, I've been there. Wait, what's it called again? It's like TNT. Yeah, oh my God, I used to go there all the time. That's where we get our Chinese food. Wow. Yeah, I used to live in Shoreline, mm-hmm. and I went to school in Linwood. And uh, yeah, we would go there all the time for lunch and dinner. When I was younger, we used to like, do various places in Bellevue, and then we used to settle on this one. We like this one a lot, so... Okay, I need your advice. I was going to cook, like, a Chinese New Year meal for my roommates. Uh-huh. Um, All right. I need your help creating a menu. Definitely going to do the noodles. Yeah, you always... Noodles, just any kind of noodles. That one's given. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the noodles for sure. I was thinking as a vegetable, because I feel like we should have some greens or, like, something oh, in yeah. there. I was going to do bok choy, but do you, do you have one? There's also um, there's also Chinese broccoli, which is another yeah, interesting one. Yeah, that's another one we could yeah, do. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Plus, like, they have, like, a sauce on it. I don't know what it is. It's, like, oh, it's a hoisin sauce? Probably, like, oyster or hoisin yeah, sauce it's or something, something it's like It's something that. really similar. Like that. I like that one a lot. I also am obsessed with stir-fried green beans with, like, garlic in yeah, them. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm Those obsessed with so them. so good. The there's... ones at Din Tai Fung are very very garlicky yes which i do appreciate i love that they're also extra crunchy like they're not they're crunchy i, I love that so much because I'm, I'm a texture person so <laughs> i'm into it yes yeah, so like yeah yeah you're um either like chinese broccoli or green beans definitely um i'm obsessed with peking duck like it's my favorite okay. foods to make okay it is like it's hard to it's hard to do because you have to like, go to a butchery and get like <laughs> smoked duck but like it, the ones in chinatown they know they know what you want. Okay. So like you go in there, you get that. You find your clamshell buns at a Chinese market. You get your plum sauce. The Chinese vegetable. I wish I could tell you what it is. It's like it's so interesting because it's like celery, but it's a, it's a texture of celery, <laughs> but it has like the bite of cilantro, and it's really good. I love it so much. I wish I knew what it was called. <laughs> but you get that. You shred it up, and then you put you you garnish your little Peking duck sandwiches with that. Definitely recommend that. Fish, really, really important on Chinese New Year, actually. I realize that. I don't eat steamed fish, personally, 
personal choice. I'm weird about it. <laughs> but a lot of people will get like a, a tilapia. They steam it. They mm. put your sauce on it. Things like that. I know this at weddings. Fish is always really important. You eat um, one person. The one person eats the head. One person eats the tail. Mm. And that's like a continuous like life. Like a continuous marriage is a good like a lucky marriage from end to like from head to toe. Like. Mm. From the like from the start to the end, basically. So one one couple eats one end, the other couple eats the other end. I know fish. We always have fish. It's important for Chinese New Year. Also, Asians just love fish. Like fish is like because <laughs> like it's it's really good for you. Like there was like I was growing up like did you eat your fish? Like fish is really important for you to grow up. I'm like sure, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely would recommend finding like honeyed honeyed walnut shrimp. Like I am so good. I'm so obsessed with it. It's so good. There's one that I personally like. It's called different things at different store, um, restaurants, but at TNT it's called Happy Boat, and so it's, it's it it requires some some tools for it. So what you do is you get you have this um, you have a metal bowl and it's you have a candle underneath it to keep it warm constantly, and it's more seafood based. So you have like fish cakes, you have tofu, you have um, baby carrots, water chestnuts. Um, what do you call those like little swirly Naruto things? They're, they're fish cakes. I think they're called Naruto. <laughs> I'm like I'm not joking. Naruto, like Naruto Uzumaki from Naruto. His name is a food. His last name is a type of ramen, and he's obsessed with ramen in the show. Let me just say wow. that. Wow. The more you know. Uzumaki. Uzumaki is a type of ramen. And so I think the little swirly guys are called Naruto's. Oh, okay. I'm being I didn't dead know that. Off. And so those are really good. You throw those into the soup, and um, they cook over time. And this is a, I love it so much. The flavor is really interesting. It is not really a savory flavor. Umami is the best way to put it. Like, even though no one really knows what it means. Yeah, it's just like I feel like the flavor you say if there's like an Asian food and it's really good and you can't really describe like, why. Umami this, umami that. Yeah. So it's a really good flavor. I like that one a lot. Um, you can look it up. The recipes there. Are, there are a lot of different variations for it. What would you recommend that I make for a dessert? Oh, for dessert? Yeah, cause like making dessert hard to do, but the coconut dessert. My mom does it because it's really easy to do. So uh-huh. that's a good, that's a pretty easy one to do. Um, and like, it's like another one is um, you buy these, they're like tapioca balls. Like they're pink and white until you go to a store and you find them in the frozen section. They're pink and white. And they're, they're like tapioca. It's like tapioca and mochi and baby. Like, the, like you mm. mix those two different textures together and you get these little rice balls. And they're pink and white. They're really cute. And you um, you boil them, and then you also put another, it's hard to explain. You put this other ingredient in there, and I don't know the English name for it. But it has these little flowers in it. It kind of has um, an alcohol smell to it because mm. it technically is, like, fermented, I think. So yeah. it has a more it's like, like a plum winey smell to it. And you pour that in, and you have this really great soup. And I don't know what it's called, but it's usually mm-hmm. breakfast. But it's also, like, a breakfasty dessert thing. I love it so much. Yeah, it's, like, it's so hard to explain. It's so unique to um, China, and it's so good. And, you, you like, if you look at, if you just Google, like, images, like, pink and white rice balls and soup, <laughs> you'll find it. And it's just so great. Yeah, so I recommend that for dessert. Also, if you just don't feel like making desserts, you can go to a Chinese supermarket and buy these fat rice cakes. They come in different flavors. So you have, like, a, just a normal, like, tapioca one. You also can get like a brown sugar flavor, a red. I think it's a red bean one. Oh, okay. The one I usually get is like a lotusy one. Mm. So yeah, um, so you get these um, really like they're really hard. Like think of like a lacrosse ball. It's like that. Te- <laughs> it's like that texture. They come as like they're they're huge. So, like a foot across and they're a couple inches high. And you get them out of the package and you like cut yourself a slice and stick in the microwave for like. 30 seconds and it's warm you can steam them though like for the, if you want to cook the entire mm. thing at once you stick them in a steamer if you just want it, like a little bit of time you cut it put in the microwave you're good to go they're super hot and they're warm and gooey and just so great to eat i eat them all the time <laughs> and the problem is like you, you can't you think you want more 
don't eat more because it's so heavy and then afterwards yeah. it's like cold and you're so like oh my god what i do because like, like after you digest like everything's like stuck together and you're like oh my god there's so much in me right now i get it all the time i'm sure if i see my parents this weekend they have it sitting around the house and i will steal a couple like bring right. it back to school with me it's super good i wonder if h mart has them h mart definitely does have okay. them i am that might be a good thing 90 percent sure uh, i feel what? like it would, they would right I'm 80% sure. Okay. I know for a fact that Wajimaya definitely does have them. You walk in there, they're right in the front. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you for joining me here in the studio. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really love it. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a good Chinese New Year with thank your family. You. I don't, do you celebrate Chinese New Year? Are you going to do something? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, well, I, I, used, I would celebrate when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I am adopted, so my parents are white. I've had no Chinese relative to really teach tradition and stuff. So I'm glad that you could provide some insight today. Yeah, definitely. But we did like celebrate Chinese New Year. It was like, you know, I guess a little, our own version of it. Yeah, so. you, and you could always cook something for your roommates. or Yeah, yeah. So we would always get Chinese food, do the lucky money and mm, stuff. That's cute. Um, after I like was terrified of the lion dancer, we did not do that. Came back a few years later and I got older and could handle myself did that but yeah this year i think i'm just gonna cook for my roommates and Sounds good. um enjoy some chinese food and yeah just force chinese food upon my roommates basically it's not force it's delicious that's true that's true they did it they were very excited about it that's, so that's great yeah i think i'm gonna i really like the idea of trying to make the honey walnut shrimp you know what? i think i think it's I think it's doable. I do too. Like it should be right. It's just like fried shrimp and then mm-hmm. sauce and then the walnuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I, let you know I, how I it have turns confidence out. in you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll I'll let you know how it turns out. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Home Plates. I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it? For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com.